All right, so welcome to a fun and exciting evening of Sister Cities. Uh, thank you to all my colleagues who are here this evening. Um, so I am the fabulous and lucky alder uh, to serve on the Sister City Collaboration Committee. And um, there's a number of members from the committee here. And instead of trying to butcher their names, I'm going to have everyone come up and introduce themselves and what cities they're from. What city you're from? Uh, Frank Alfano, Montaba, Italy. John Jacoby from Freiburg. Joe Ayama Miller, Obihiro, Hokkaido, Japan. It's probably because of my name that Bridget made us all come up. My name is Dinah Zemlauskas Jozavichus, and I'm with Madison Vilnius Sister Cities, that's in Lithuania. My name is Amy Zastro. I'm from the Kamigoy, Cuba Sister City. Thanks, all. Um, there's a number of other folks from the other committees. If you want to Alex DePillis, I'm with the Freiburg Group. Fantastic. Um, my name's Joan Lorian, and I'm actually not on the committee. Another one of our members is. Her name is Carolyn Gantner, and we both um, are with Madison Architau Sister City Project, MASCP. And I'm Eric Lewandowski. I'm also with the Freiburg Group tonight. Ricardo Gonzalez with the Madison Camagüey Sister City Association. Tony Bruno with Mantova. All right, so I think we'll just get started here and um, got kind of an overview of what is the committee, where are we headed, who makes up the sister cities, just kind of a 101 of all things sister city this evening. And then towards the end, if you have questions for individual members or um, some of the specific cities, um, I'm sure they're happy to answer questions. So, all right, so the history. Uh, this goes back to 1988. We established a sister city selection policy, and it, there's kind of th three parts. Um, it's to that Madison supports sister city relationships in the belief that person-to-person -person ties are the strongest and that in seeking to work for peace and better understanding of all cultures, these sister city relationships are created to develop lasting friendships on the human level and provide a forum to exchange our ideas and views. And Madison seeks the support of its citizens for developing and further establishing sister city relationships. Um, so who, who are the sister cities? Let's start real simple here. Uh, first off the bat, if I corrected this properly with the date, I believe there was an edit here. Uh, 1986 was the first sister city with Arcatau in El Salvador. Uh, there's little stars. And to give you a sense of where in the country it is. Uh, followed in 87 with uh, Nicaragua with uh, Managua. Thank you. Uh, 88 came Freiburg, Germany, and that's in the southern portion of the country, followed then by Lithuania in 88, and I gave you guys a regional overview in case any of the alders needed a brushing up of their geography of where Lithuania was on the map. Uh, Cuba came in 94, followed by Bac Giang in Vietnam in 95, and Montava in 2001. And uh, we have East Timor uh, in 02. And Obihiro came online in 2003. 
and it's in the north part of the country. Uh, Cusco is in 04. And then um, part of what we've been having at the committee is there's been folks who have been kind of contacting us saying, hey, uh, we're interested in maybe setting up a sister city. And some of those cities, um, in, well, countries include Tanzania, Mexico, Poland, and China. So there's a potential to expand. Um, Real brief, uh, pre-committee process, before there was a sister city committee, it was basically that there were funds in the city of Madison budget and they were divided equally amongst all sister cities. Um, and it was, it was under the um, 1988 system that we set up, which I'll, I'll go into. Um, in 2008, I believe, uh, it was the committee organization and funding change, which was basically um, the, Decision came down from the mayor's office come budget time that instead of the standard $10,000 in funding out of the room tax funds, um, that it was going to be cut to $5,000, but that a city committee was going to be created so that uh, the committee could fundraise on their own to make up the money. Now, uh, I came onto that committee shortly thereafter and it was, uh, it was frustrating to say the least because there were a number of legal hurdles for a city committee to be able to fundraise. We basically figured out that this was not really possible. And all of you on the council that were here um, understood the frustration the committee was under and took it offline for a year so that we could set up an ad hoc committee, reevaluate um, the purpose of the committee and come back online. Um, so uh, kind of current structure and goals, 2010, the ad hoc report recommendations. And um, there were a number, number of things that, so this is what the committee is working on now. These are sort of what they've identified of things collectively to work on. Um, so one was to coordinate quarterly events such as receptions or the International Day at Overture, which took place late, uh, earlier this spring, uh, to publicize sister city programs in a, in a collective manner. Um, the other, uh, the second point, that the ad hoc committee identified was to report to us, the Common Council and the Mayor, on sort of on best practices by sister cities and, and other countries. Additionally, one thing that we've been doing is gathering events and putting them on the city calendar of all the programs so that there's sort of a unified sense of here's what's going on in Madison and, and it's coming to the attention of the public. Um, one of the goals for the committee to work on here in the future is to actually gather the data and assess the financial impact of sister city visitors to Madison's economy. Some of the sister cities more than others um, keep very detailed records of here's how much our visitors spent, here's where we took them, here's what our group spent. And so um, working forward in the future, the committee should be able to gather the data to really give you dollars and cents of here's what this means to our community of folks coming in. Um, the fifth point that the committee identified was being able to assist and mentor less developed sister city partnerships. Um, we currently have a, with, with Cusco, correct me if I'm wrong, that we have, for instance, that our, our city has recognized us, has recognized our side, the Cusco side has not, and so there's a little bit of ambiguity there. Additionally, um, Vietnam and East Timor are are very small in membership and are, and are struggling. So the future of those sister cities, that's something that this group is hoping to help in sort of elevate the profile on. Um, 
and, and moving forward in the future, you know, there's people coming to the table, especially what was interesting was with China, there was a gentleman who had business connections who was interested in setting up a sister city connection there. So um, this committee is working to sort of be kind of a, a clearinghouse for a lot of those efforts. Um, so then we're going to work to assess the effectiveness of sister city efforts. Every it seems every budget process, there's always a discussion about what are we getting for our involvement. And, and, and the committee understands that that's a question that's going to come up every year. And so a part of its, its task will be to really evaluate, here's what sister cities have brought to the city you know, this year and, and last year and what's coming up in the, for the future year. Um, the seventh point, and this was a point we had a lot of discussion on, which was assisting city staff in developing marketing materials on Madison, including information on the Sister Cities program. Uh, one of the um, interesting things that we've identified is we do not really have a PR department, a marketing office, someone to call when um, there's folks coming into town and they need information on. In the past, um, we've just sort of shepherded everyone off to the Convention and Visitors Bureau, but um, there's been no central resources. Um, Frank Alfano, when he went to Montava, um, systematically went around and picked up a bunch of brochures and flyers and, and has created a, a, a City of Madison folder, for instance, but now we have to sort of work to figure out like where is the proper home in the agencies for that. Um, and, and additionally, who within city agencies on what points to link the Sister Cities program? We have all these items around the city, which um, I'm sure you've seen, that have come to us graciously from our, our sister city partnerships, such as the, um, the, the kimono hanging upstairs, or many of the items we have in the display case downstairs. Um, for instance, would that be a partnership with Karen Wolf, the arts administrator, to oversee our inventory, for instance? And then um, one thing that, this is something that the committee has already sort of vetted. Uh, Monona Terrace is not exactly interested, but there was the idea from the committee of creating a Madison gift section within the Terrace gift shop or, or another appropriate venue to provide items for visitors. And, and there was a discussion about um, setting up some sort of sister city visibility within Monona Terrace, but those conversations, um, Monona Terrace does not feel that it's quite the right venue for that. Um, so then participation criteria, just very briefly, the old committee had a number of members, a number of community members. We had someone from the Rotary, a uh, number of citizen members. We were having major problems with quorum. So the scaled back version now is one alder, one citizen member, and six, eight, eight sister city members. So. Um, so we've, we've, taken, we've taken down the size of the committee and it's worked very well. We have not had the same sort of issues that we had a year ago with quorum as some of you may remember. So um, additional recommendations, just real briefly of, this kind of follows the 1988 resolution. For instance, for new sister cities coming online, you can understand that there may be funding um, implications if all of a sudden we're diluting a small amount of money by even more groups. So um, mayor's office, there's a number of things to be submitted, including a work plan, a budget, an annual report when you want to come online. Um, you need that organization or support from a foreign government. And that's why um, Cusco is sort of in this 
funny spot where we have formally recognized them, um, but given the political climate there, we, we do not have a reciprocal um, agreement. And um, we require that you either apply for 501c3 status or you're um, sponsored by an established nonprofit within two years of, of passing the resolution recognizing you. So um, I chatted a little bit about the City of Madison materials. Um, that's an ongoing conversation. Part of our discussion with, we had a large discussion at the budget with economic development and sort of the lack of, the lack of City of Madison materials or staff there, whether that's to bring on small business, whether that's to bring on larger businesses and, and what goes into that. So um, an additional thing, and, and perhaps Lauren could chat a little bit about this going to Monteva, but there is a real disparity of gifts and the giving of gifts between Madison and the sister cities. Um, we, um, the, frequently what happens is cities, uh, sister city groups purchase their own gifts. This, um, the, you can see that's like a, a glass plate that Freiburg did. Um, but the cities from other countries tend to do much more than we do. We traditionally have given a pin and a $30 book. Um, and you can walk around City Hall and see many of the gifts that our sister cities have given to us over the years. Um, the Freiburg tile is sitting in front of the municipal building and the uh, kimono from Obihiro is hanging in the hallway now because Joe very, uh, worked very hard to have a case for it. Previously it was hanging in the open, which you can understand with a fine material like that would wear out very quickly. Um, so there, there's a real question not only of this gift disparity, but also what do we do with the gifts when we get them? Where do we go? Who tracks them? They, um, I tried going around City Hall about a year ago trying to inventory them and it's really just you got to walk into every office and go look on the wall and take a picture if you see something because at this point we don't really have an inventory. Um, the, the kimono is worth you know thousands of dollars. Uh, we have bronze statues, we have medallions, we have artwork, original artwork. Um, so, so those are some goals moving forward of what do we do with, with the things we have and how do we, you know, it's really sort of an issue of respect when, when folks come here, when mayors come here, when delegations come here. We had the, the Mexican delegation come to the mayor's office very recently. And, and how do we, you know, when this is about building connections that frequently turn into business opportunities, how are we treating the folks that come to town? Um, so, Additionally, moving on from the ad hoc report from 2010, uh, report recommendations with regard to funding and marketing. Um, one was continue the core funding. That's that $5,000 level. Um, but there was definitely things identified for sub supplemental funding needs. Um, annual membership fees for the International Sister City Organization, which we're a part of. Um, that's an important piece to being formally recognized within the organization of sister cities. Um, the remembrance items, which, sorry, I spelled wrong, uh, for visiting delegations um, and, and international themed community events. For instance, the international fair that is put on at the Overture Center has costs associated for the tables, uh, which are not fees that they are willing to waive. And so that money's got to come from somewhere. So for the common 
goals and the events that have a common sister city purpose, there are identified questions about where, where is this going to come from for the money? Do we divvy up the $5,000 or not? Um, an additional thing for this committee to work on is uh, grant funding from other sources um, and the marketing. So you guys all want to know what's the bottom line, where is the money coming from? So I broke out for you just as a, a rough reminder. I want to say, if I can remember correctly, I think it's page 26 if you download the supplemental operating budget adopted uh, um, from 2011 off the website. Um, so this is the room tax fund broken down. And um, we're governed through local ordinance, but mainly the state statute about how we can use our room tax revenues and, and how it's collected. Um, much of the money goes to Monona Terrace and, and the um, Chamber, uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, excuse me. Um, and then there's a subtotal other, which on here is hard to read, I apologize. Um, but it's a little over a million dollars. It's a million ninety-six thousand four seventeen. So breaking that out, that that million plus, where is it going? Well, um, five, like almost half of it, five hundred thirty-two thousand of it goes back into the general fund, um, and uh, overture also comes out of this money. Rhythm, and so then you want to know what the other programs funded out of this account are and what their funding amounts are. The arts grants are in there for last year, it was $67,000. Rhythm and Booms has two items, line items. They have a base cost for city agencies of $77,500 and uh, cash contributions of $17,000, close to $18,000. Um, Congress for New Urbanism money came out of there this year, so that was $25,000. We have a line item for civic promotion, which I'd be curious to know what that is, uh, for $10,000. The Cap Madison Scouts and Capital Sound was 12000 and then kind of closing out at $5,000 was the Sister City program. Now, if you remember from early on, a couple weeks ago, we did pass the ordinance to roll forward the 2010 money, so the total amount for, functionally, the total amount of money this year will be $9,100, roughly. Um, a small amount of that has been spent. The committee is working right now to um, work through its criteria because all sister cities have paperwork that they have to go through in order to get the funds. The, um, there was a question at the ad hoc committee of do you just automatically get money if you're a sister city? Um, and since there's some groups that are more active and more organized than others, the check line and the balance to this was to set up a system where you have to give a report of how you've been using the city funds. So, so that's something that this committee will be doing, probably much like community services or other, organ or other groups where they, ha every year, they come to the table for money and they, their past use of the funds ha is reevaluated. Um, so you can see we're talking very small money. So what do we get for $10,000? Well, um, community events and outreach. Sorry, gentlemen. Uh, community events and outreach. So the International Festival this year was the 30th anniversary in March. Um, Alder Brewer can tell you all about the new banners hanging on South Park Street for the international community where we have um, hanging now all the sister cities and flags, um, which with, uh, you can see, well, that's not a very good resolution, but uh, Villager is in the background in that photo. And so it's 
additionally helped the streetscape of Park Street. Um, there's cultural exchange and tourism benefits. When we, last year we did uh, part of the ad hoc committee, we had everyone fill out a report. In that report is um, estimates of how many folks have traveled, not just to the sister cities, but additionally have come to Madison. Obviously you can understand that the metrics on that are a little bit all over the place because how do you estimate a lifetime's worth of people coming? Um, the pictures here are from a concert put on and um, high school students um, in Freiburg with the exchange there. I would also bring up a point about, you know, we think about warm, touchy-feely cultural exchange, but um, then I was on the phone this afternoon with Ted Petit, who's heading up the Sustainability Center, who I'll get to, and he spoke of how they just had a number of UW-Madison grad students go for six weeks to a summer immersion in Freiburg to deal with green, policy, green uh, policy and technology. And what they're doing is they're going to be turning around and writing up a report evaluating Freiburg's efforts to sort of quantify what they've spent their resources on and how well it's working out. And you can understand the value to that. Additionally, there's some engineering students that are partnering with European engineers and architects that Ted says they are interested in doing a passive solar housing project here in Madison. So, you know, you know, it's fantastic and, and we just had a whole bunch of students go over to Montava from our high schools, but there's also a bigger, higher version of that cultural exchange and tourism going on. Um, so economic development, um, let me grab my notes here because I talked with Ted in length because there's been a lot of talk about Freiburg and it's how does, you know, this $10,000, what does this mean? How do we build these partnerships into things that actually then multiply? And um, Freiburg's a fantastic example where they have a real comparable city to us that we are constantly going back and forth looking at what they're doing to try to bring here. Um, the Madison S Sustainability Commerce Center is directly uh, modeled off of um, the Solar City Freiburg and the other efforts that Freiburg has undergone. Um, a little bit, I, I'll just enlighten you with the, uh, the conversation I had with Ted this afternoon um, and where things are going. So this is a tiny bit of a tangent, but um, he went over to Germany um, with the German-American Chamber of Commerce that's out of Chicago to, for a thermal trip. Um, and he also brought along the, uh, the global renewable director from Johnson Controls out of Milwaukee to pitch the East Washington Corridor and to sort of make these connections about, look, this is possible and we can bring this here. Um, they are, so I said to Ted, because this has kind of been the question du jour of, hey, Ted, where is the sustainability center at right now, especially when the, um, you know, we have the Don Miller sites moving, it looks like the Mott's paint site is moving, and um, so he was saying that they are partnering with Mike Slavish and Hovde for the Mott's site, and working with the Energy Center of Wisconsin and Powder Lawson for the building design. Um, we're gonna have a question here in a couple, uh, I believe at our August meeting, about TIF for, and TIF terms, and exceptions to the TIF policy as it relates to uh, the Mott's paint site moving forward. Um, and it's on a very tight timeline. So this is all, this is, this all comes together. Um, you'll remember that we had $75,000 in the city budget last year that was supposed to go for sole source contracting 
with uh, Potter Lawson for High Energy Architecture and Delta Institute out of Chicago for recruiting additional financial resources, especially for grain incubating. Um, and I have here notes on the Energy Center of Wisconsin for the HVAC design. With the funding freeze that has gone on with the budget um, since April, that money is sitting there. Now, things have not been in a position perhaps to use it, but now if the um, MOT site is finally getting off the ground, one thing to bring to your attention is that we uh, look to have this money authorized in a timely fashion. Up until this point, all those groups have been kind of working pro bono or they've been having to find alternative resources to do all this work, this background work on the sustainability center. Um, Ted, when I asked Ted, you know, you know, is this really important? He said it's really very vital to bring the funds forward now in the next couple weeks. Um, additionally, there's the $300,000 from the CARPC fund to hold. Um, and, and that money is sitting there as well, not, not being used yet. So um, an additional point on this is uh, I, I sort of asked Ted, okay, so what else are you doing? How, you know, bringing back to the point about Freiburg and partnerships, what else is going on? And he said um, Freiburg has a partnership with uh, 65 to 70 European firms that are in this green business cluster. And in the next two weeks, um, he said that they are going to be reached out to by Hovde um, for the MOT site for clients um, and sort of also reaching out through the German-American Chamber of Commerce. So there you go, $10,000 in very small ways and we are sitting on the potential for a fantastic development on East Washington Avenue. So um, I will sort of start summing up there. Um, a couple things to put on your radar. We, there's a number of upcoming events. Very important to the sister cities, especially to Obi Hero, is it's the fifth anniversary of their sister city relationship with Madison. Um, they're meeting with Mayor Soglin on the morning of September 6th, and there's a luncheon that we have been invited to, so please put it on your calendar, uh, from 11.30 to 2 at the Edgewater. And they are going to be at the council meeting later that evening. Um, October 4th to a, a much longer relationship, 25 years is the celebration with Arcado, Arcado, sorry. And, uh, and that, so the resolution will be coming forward on October 4th there, and they're having their anniversary celebration um, 7 to 9 p.m. at the community center at Goodman. So um, I sent you all the spreadsheet. There is everybody's contact info. It's also on the City of Madison website. You can see the link, maybe, maybe not, down at the bottom. And uh, hey, enjoy the snacks. So. If there's any questions, I'm sure some of the folks from the committee would be happy to answer them for you. Cool. Mike? Did you say you sent us the PowerPoint? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. My question is, what is the annual fee for the Sister City The question is, what is the uh, annual fee for the International Sister City Organization? $1,200. $1,200? We, we do. We do pay that out of the, that comes out of the budget. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the fees for uh, being part of the Sister City International is about $1,200, and that comes out of the budget for the Sister City programs. We've done that for quite a few years now.
Sure. Do, do you, oh, thank you. I don't know. I need that. <laughs> who, who, which office uh, here in the city county building handles that? The mayor's office. The mayor's office. Yes. The contact. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Excellent. Well, I would hope that you will all go out and visit the, with the representatives from the, uh, from the sister cities and the tables that they have outside. And they have very graciously prepared for us a number of very tasty treats. So thanks all. <laughs>